0: That's why sometimes you have to call in backup. Hey everybody, welcome to the Cover Band Competition Podcast, the podcast for band leaders and cover band musicians who want to rock more and suck less. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray, and normally I am joined from Atlanta, Georgia, by my boy Adam Johnson. But he's off doing spring break stuff with his family. He actually sent us a video of a bear wandering through the <laughs> compound that he's in. It's crazy. Uh, Today, I have a special guest, John Pisano from Jukebox Productions, who's one of our patrons, been in the Slack for a while, and has quite a story that when we heard it, we knew we needed our listeners to hear about this and know that this was possible. So welcome, John. Great to have you.
1: Hey, thank you. It's great to be here, actually. Appreciate it.
0: We have an introductions channel that people introduce themselves in, and John came and told a story in there. It was pretty pretty impressive. And actually, a couple of people reached out to me in, in DMs and said, boy, you should have him on the pod. Yeah, oh, no. we should, and so had him <laughs> out of town, and nothing else to talk about. Yeah, it was time. It was definitely time.
1: Well, I'm honored, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. So, how did you start? How did you start this whole band thing? What's your backstory? My backstory. Wow. Well, um, you know,
1: I like a lot of folks got into music at a young age, and and played through my twenties trying to make it in in the LA scene. But I got married and had kids and had to get a real job, right. which I did. And basically traveled the world for 15, 20 years almost with the same company. And, and it was awesome. But 2008 hit, and there was a big recession, hmm. obviously. Yep. And my company went bankrupt. Um, they had been around for almost 80 years, and they went under. Um, in the meantime, I had gotten back to music a little bit, playing bar band stuff, and just enjoying myself. My kids were a little older. It was easier to do. But uh, there's a few things that converged around that 2008 period. One was I lost my job. The other was my wife decided to leave me for my guitar player. Mm. (laughs) So that was fun. Um, And I decided I was going to stop drinking at that time, too. Yep. Deciding to stop and actually stopping is, are two different things. So it, that took a little bit to, gotcha. to kind of yep. uh, take hold. But I just had the opportunity to reimagine my life. And oddly enough, I decided to put together a corporate events and wedding band. And I had no idea what that was or even how to do it. But I didn't want to really be involved in the bar scene anymore. Yeah. And, and thought that would be – of course, there's plenty of booze still in those situations. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is not an advertisement for AA, by the way.
0: But I've certainly heard that before. I, um, there was a guy who played guitar with a friend of mine who was in recovery and fairly nu- newly in recovery. And sure, sure. Um, yeah, it was like three or four gigs in. He was like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, I was like, "All right, yeah. buddy, that is the right call for you. Get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God bless. We'll and, find another guitarist. It's fine."
1: And early on, that's a thing for sure. Yeah. Um, and some people can't ever do it. I, God bless them. Yeah. You know? Um But anyway, I had some friends that did the corporate event band thing, and I just started reaching out and getting as much advice as I could on how to put together a band yeah. that was geared towards that function. Um, man. Started out just winging it and <laughs> yeah. picking up gigs here and there right. and playing for, for nothing, relatively speaking, To to just pick up whatever events we could to get our name out there and also to build reviews, which, by the way, I found out over the years is the most important thing. All right, we'll come back um, to that. So, yeah. So I still had to continue to work and I did. And eventually I'm just really fast forwarding through a bunch of stuff, but eventually about seven years ago, the, the ban income was enough for me to go full time. Nice. And it was still beans and rice a little bit, (laughs) but, but it was time where I could make that change and it was scary. And, but I decided I wanted to go for it. Why not? You know? Um, And so, I went into it full-time, and that's really when the business got serious. That's when I knuckled down and really just figured out how to manage finances, how to manage a team really well, and what do I want to invest in as far as advertising and gear
0: and all that stuff. Yeah. That's something that I've heard over and over again. Something about going all in. (laughs) Something about taking away the safety net. (laughs) right it focuses you in a very particular way right yeah i've always been surrounded by really smart people
1: who were willing to mentor me and help me with things once i did get serious and want to make a business out of it i had to stop approaching it as a musician and start looking at it as a real business you know right if i was going to open a candy shop how would i do it what would i do
0: yep Uh, loving candy isn't really the answer No, no, absolutely. It's
1: not. And in fact, people ask me now, what's my favorite part of playing? I'm like, playing is is the easy part. Um, (laughs) The business end of it is really what I do, you know? Right. Um, But anyway, there was a learning curve, obviously, when I decided to go full time. But things really picked up. I got over some of my hangups as far as pricing goes Mm -hmm. and really started to increase prices relative to value and understood better the dynamics on how to manage and how to delegate and really where to to create a a team that had some longevity. Mm -hmm. I've had people with me now for over 10 years. Um, And in fact, uh, the current band in San Diego, they're all at least seven years with me? That's great. Um, yeah. We got to a point where uh, things were just rolling. And I talked to my wife and I said, I don't want to retire in California. Mm-hmm. I'd like to figure out a way where we can get out of here for a multitude of reasons. But uh, so we started looking and it became obvious that with our schedule, we had 60 events a year and those weren't bar gigs there. Yeah. Every one of those events required a lot of planning. And then I was the performer on drums for those events too, and the band leader. and the, But then COVID hit and everything shut down, especially in California. Yeah. What became obvious was, and it, you have to check your ego, man, because I've always wanted to be the guy. Mm-hmm. But what I found over the you know, over the years is that it's better to, if you can train everybody else to be the guy. Yeah. And I had done that. I'd put everybody, empowered everybody to be leaders. And especially one person in particular who was my band leader. And I had also over that time, found a guy who could play drums for me. Mm. My wife and I love to go to Europe. we'd love to go for a month yeah and when you have that kind of a schedule it's hard to do that unless you have a band leader who can do everything and a drummer or whatever that can take your spot and then to leave and not have to worry about it that's huge
0: yeah i heard the second there's a there's a quote that is attributed to the buddha but people only tell half of it the half people tell is when the student is ready the teacher appears Have you heard that one when the student I is ready. I think I have. The probably the teacher appears, but the full quote ends with "When the student is truly ready, the teacher disappears." Hmm. Wow! Right? So that yeah, guys. it's people ready to take you over and be you there, and you could just back off. You could just back away, and they could rise into those positions. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's a weird feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Just, I still own it.
1: I still do all the sales side of it, and but. Once I'm done with that, I hand it off now. Yeah. And I, of course, I'm still concerned the, that everything goes as it has to. Of course. Right? The ultimate objective is always to get a five-star review. Yeah. And to do that, you have to be spectacular at everything all the time. It's a lot of pressure. But I don't have that pressure there now. They do. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a sense of ownership that, that drives them to achieve that. That's great. You know? Uh, so, eh, yeah, really, tell me. Hmm. Uh, in fact, check this out. This is how this works, right? So I get a call. There's a company that wants wants uh, Jukebox in Maui for an event on May 9th. Wow. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm like, okay, great. Well, you know, we've got two bands. We've got, and I'm hoping of course that they decide they want the Idaho band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have two bands. There's the San Diego band and there's the Boise band and uh, take a look and decide which one you'd rather have. And she comes back. Yeah. I think we like the San Diego band. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they're busier, they're but way busier. It's not that they're busier, but I wanted to go to oh. Hawaii to
0: play. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So this is yeah. part of the story that we maybe. Kind of glossed over there. You have moved now to Boise, Idaho, and replicated oh, yeah. that whole band there in Boise, right? Jeez, how how quickly I forget. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, but anyway, you are correct, sir. So I came out here with my wife about two and a half years ago, and we fell in love. And uh, we had a house in San Diego. We went home, put it on the market. Actually, we had a six month move plan during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so we we got everything ready uh to to sell and I started at that point reaching out, making connections here, networking, finding musicians, setting up auditions. But the plan was I decided that i didn 't want to just leave music behind. I must admit I was a little tired of the same routine all the time, but I felt like I needed. To have a band here. And part of it is the camaraderie that comes with being in a band. For sure. You know, it's like I wasn't ready to give that up. Yeah. And I'm a vet, right? So I come from the military. And that's something you never lose, that band of brothers thing.
0: Right. Um,
1: But anyway, so I came out here and started. I I found a production company that could hook me up with a room and rehearsal gear and stuff like that. I started holding auditions, and what I found was that there are some really great musicians here, Hmm. but none of them, they're all bar band musicians. None of them have event band experience, none of them what i decided i thought fo- i would focus on was because they're all good yeah and you don't have to be Ingwe malmsteen to play what we do <laughs> uh, right um i decided that i was going to formulate this band based on personalities mm-hmm. in, in many respects um you know that's very important and i realized too that this band unlike california california you have san diego and orange county have seven million people right. in those two adjacent counties yeah. here to get to seven million people you have to have five states right exactly yeah <laughs> so i knew there was going to be a lot of travel involved if i was successful here and that i was going to be spending a lot of time with these people and so i wanted to find some best friends mm. is really how i i looked at this That's
0: great. and um Right. I know it's weird, but. <laughs> well, it's one of the, it's one of the factors, right? We've said on the pod before there, there are three important things, the money, the hang and the music. And as long as at least two of them work, that's a good situation. Oh, uh, that is great. And that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. So you focused on yeah. hang, which is valid. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things you got to be aware of, cause you're going to be a, with these people for a lot of your life. So it better be fun. Yeah. Well, ideally, right? You'll yeah. be with them. Right. If things are working. <laughs> then you're going to yeah, spend a lot of know? good time with them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I really, it took me about six months to find the right people. And then the easier part for me was that I had this idea that I could use San Diego as a template. I already had a successful operation out there and I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. Right. What I had to do was take that example and use it to build the same concept here yeah. with the same, ideally the same quality. Obviously, it's different musicians, you've got different vocalists, you've got different kinds of stage presence, you've got factors that build in. And I'll tell you, initially, I wanted to shove them into this box to make them just like San Diego. Mm. Because it was easy and plus, you know. Well, you knew it. It was comfortable. It was. Yeah. Yeah. When we do this song, this is the move you do. And, you know what I mean? Right. Um, (laughs) But uh, I stepped back from that and just let these guys do their thing. And it became a different situation, you know. Um, If you look at the two bands side by side, our marketing is very similar. Mm -hmm. But we just actually, we just had our first gig where I brought both bands into the same venue and and we performed it was a charity event and we had san diego and boise and we both played and that's it, it was fantastic awesome. it, and it was different it was like two different bands but you could like like they're brother and sister mm. they're just not twins yeah. you know what i mean yeah.
0: it's cool it is cool and it's and it's a tribute to you know i appreciate how much uh, we sometimes talk about like what is it to be a front person right what is front right. manning but so sure. much of that is about your personality shining, right? And that's true for everyone, all the way to a really well expressed drummer. It like Looks and feels and sounds very different on stage from anybody else. And so, sure. even two two bands designed from kind of the same brand, they're gonna feel different on stage because they're different humans. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's really cool. Absolutely, it's really cool. And, and
1: frankly, I am I'm now a little biased. I like my Boise band, <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> but, but don't tell San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, San Diego. It's funny, but
1: I got to tell you what happened was in putting these this band together out here, San Diego mentored these guys. Awesome. There were situations where to begin with, I didn't have a male vocalist and my band leader, male vocalist out in San Diego was coming out and doing events with us. Um, and so he really had a chance to help qualify everything that uh, that I was trying to do out here. Mm. Um, motivate people hey this is this is what it can be like with this, and uh, we just got to work hard and make this happen and my female vocalist, the same thing she had to come out here a few different times, and she was just fantastic as far as just helping to create a team environment mm. right like i didn 't have to do that; they did it, yeah, and I find i got to tell you, man, the more I step back, the more it seems to happen. Yeah. And the better it is in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. 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 And I think the times that I've done that in my music life and in my, in my career and other places, it's a function of, I've built a vision for it that people can see for themselves and can Mm -hmm. buy into for themselves and find themselves in. And then once that happens, like I'm unnecessary that they can just run, right? In my day job, I have two people reporting to me who are so much better at the day-to-day of what we do than I am. So much okay, better. that's fair. And, right, and like my job is to keep them aimed at the right strategic targets, and then stay out of their way. I totally get it. It's I so totally good. get it now. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. But um, it, it's not easy. It, it because it's your baby. It's your baby. Yeah, and you cling you to know? it
0: tightly. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot less than I used to. Exactly. At this point. Exactly. An example of that is side rehearsals going on here. Uh, horn section rehearsals, mm. uh, vocal rehearsals. Um, uh, our DJ is also training our. Hey, this is interesting because yeah. uh, I just found this out. Right, I'm not. I'm not structuring any of these things, and I'm not even dictating that these rehearsals happen. Wow, they're getting together and doing it on their own. Wow,
0: wow,
1: right? And I'm finding out about it secondhand.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I just found out today that my DJ had our, we have two female vocalists, we're a seven piece, so two female vocalists and a male vocalist. He decided to have our second female vocalist work on, train her on how to DJ. Wow. Just as a potential backup. Wow. And I didn't even know that was
0: happening. That's amazing it like right what am yeah, i doing here what are you doing here exactly i'm gonna go to europe yeah yeah get out of here <laughs> find another drummer and you're gone i love it i love it exactly now, it actually leads us into another thing that i want to talk about which is you have this dj member right i don't want to say mm-hmm. partnership but you have a dj who's part of the
1: band kind of oh no he's a band
0: member All right, Absolutely. T- so talk Not kind t- of t- yeah talk to us about that
1: yeah so back i don't know 10 years ago okay. um i uh you know, bands were competing very heavily with DJs, mm-hmm. and not that they don't still, but there seems to be a kind of a turn back to bands yes. there right now. But we were competing hardcore with DJs, and it's hard to compete with a DJ for for They're many cheaper, reasons. they
0: put on a similar kind of show. Yeah. Um. Well, you know. I, I, yeah, as I, a musician, I don't know. I'm not sure I believe that entirely, but they, they can make but, a room happen, right? Like. That's, yeah.
1: yeah, I think that there's versatility that happens there. There's the ability to change on the dime. Yes. They have uh, you know unlimited repertoire. Yep. And you did mention the price, but even good DJs are, are not cheap now. That's true. Um, That's true. They're not. So there's a lot of that. And the other thing is it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. A DJ doesn't ever stop. So if you hire a, three hour, a DJ for three hours, you're going to have a DJ for three hours. Right. But a band, we do concert sets sometimes that are two hours. Um, but I find if we go that long, usually people get fatigued, yes. right? But so, a band has always had to take a break. And when you take a break, there's a couple things that happen. One is, a lot of times, you, depending on the situation, it's almost a trigger for people to leave. Yes. You know? And no matter what the band does, if you put it on a Spotify list, for instance, um, that's fine. I mean, it could be okay. Um, but. But it doesn't really need the party. Right. It has some, continues maybe some background music and that's about it. Right. Anyway, about 10 years ago, when we we're going through all of this, how am I going to compete with the DJ situation? I went to a Black Eyed Peas concert. And my buddy had got, had, was doing the staging for it. So he got me a backstage pass. And I'm always looking, what can I do? Like, what can I do better? Right. Watching. Right. Right. And what happened was Black Eyed Peas, they're a full band and they're full, Frontline production, the whole thing. Um, But at one point in the show, and there's, I don't know, 10,000 people out front, Mm -hmm. right? Partying, just loving it. Totally. And at one point, they had a costume change. And when that happened, the whole band came off stage, except for the DJ, Will. I am. Right. And so. It does, the music never stopped. It wasn't like, no, the DJ is going to take over. Right. It was, Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it just flowed, mm-hmm. right? And, and so Will I am's playing and the crowd is equally as pumped. Yeah. They're having a great time. Yeah. He's doing his whole routine and, the bands off stage for maybe ten minutes. I see them doing this whole costume change thing backstage. They get back on on stage. They come back on. Will I am. I don't even know if people are noticing the band's coming on, but uh, but the band gets back in position. I'm behind the drummer, so I see what he's doing, and they come right in on top of Will I am, and now it's live. Yeah, but it, there's no segue. Yeah. It was amazing, yep. and I'm like. I can't cuss. Um, <laughs> I'm like do, we do
0: try to check the family friendly
1: box. I, I know, I know, I got you. Yeah, all right. um, so kids don't cuss. Yeah, right. It's bad for you. Yeah, it's bad for you. Unless you're ex-military, and then you can't. up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you earned it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, I I, I got it. it mm. a, a light bulb went off, and I'm like, you know what? This is the answer. It wasn't the answer to the price scenario, of course, because <laughs>
2: <Right.
1: laughs> now I'm adding another member. And uh, and then little did I know, especially back then, how difficult it was going to be to try to find a DJ that wanted to be part of the band. Uh-huh. You know, because the concept that I had, based on what I saw, required somebody who was a band member.
0: Yeah, that business of merging in and out seamlessly, thats that takes... A kind of coordination that lone wolf djs are probably not born ready to do like that takes well some work, yeah right?
1: no no no, for sure and then the other thing is that um djs are they're individuals yes they work independent right you know right and so trying to find one that wants to be in a band is a weird thing too mm-hmm. right um and then I had this other qualification that I thought would be interesting and helpful. And that would be that if the DJ could be a party pumper, which is typical of a, sure, a DJ. Of course, yeah. And then also, too, it would be fun to have somebody who maybe handled the raps. Because I didn't have that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, And I found a guy. Um, it took a while, but I found a guy. And, and he still works with me, by the way. Just amazing. And he, we helped. He helped To define how this was going to be done and along the way he he just became super important in everything that we did Mm. um and so that that's an element that we have and what that means for us is that we don't stop yeah we don't ever stop so when we're doing an event we kick it in live almost always and and if it's four hours it doesn't matter the difference between a Spotify list and a live DJ pumping the party while he's DJing. It's
0: night and day. It's night and it day. It is night and day. Yeah.
1: It is night and day. Yeah. And it keeps everybody happy. Yeah. And people don't leave.
0: That's so cool. It's so one of the things when you talked about that on the Slack, I don't think I've ever seen anyone integrate a DJ so deeply into a band like that. I've certainly seen bands bring in DJs to quote unquote do a set during their break. Sure. But, but that's sure. not it's not the same thing. And that's not what you're doing at all. You're you have that guy built into the experience of it at the bones of the thing. And sure. uh, boy, it's super cool. Well, it is cool. And if you do it right, it takes time, mm.
1: takes effort, sure. and energy. I forgot to mention DJs. We did talk about the price of a DJ. Mm-hmm. A lot of them make a lot of money now. Yeah. And, and so you got yeah. <laughs> find one, a good DJ, who's yeah. going to be happy um, making a band member rage. You <laughs> right, know, the, right. There's an upside to being in a band. You don't have to bring your own PA. You yeah. don't have to deal with the client, you know, mostly. Yeah. I tried to um, use those features to help me with with that. So
0: there were two things that came out of your telling your story that I want to circle back on and get a little more detail on. And one was reviews. So tell mm-hmm. me about the impact of reviews, your strategy around that—what? Just uh, unload that whole world for us. Okay.
1: When I first started doing this, gig masters was—you remember gig masters? <laughs> do yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, but that—that that was how I found my event hmm. at the time, and at the time it was unique. Yeah. Is that it's, it's become the not? Am I right? That that's that's what that well, gig- is now. Well, uh, I don't know if you want to go through all, that yeah, whole thing, whole but thing yeah. Gig, yeah, Gigmasters masters is now something else. The knot, the knot, and wedding wire have mm. teamed up, and they're kind of a wedding pro right. is what they're called. Right. Oh, Okay. Uh, right. But anyway, back to this whole routine with the reviews. You know, I, I just. Uh, yeah, I'm constantly looking at the competition. Yeah. I have to be. And what I noticed was that the bands that were getting booked were the ones that had the reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really a tough sell if you didn't have a number of reviews to help tell that story for you. Yeah, Obviously, those are verified reviews. People, you might have to explain that to people sometimes, but if you can't just write a review and have it stick there, everything gets qualified and verified. Yeah and so they're valuable they really are they tell your story from the perspective of a couple or a company mm-hmm. or a wedding planner can write a review for you or an event planner they can write those reviews to uh, industry colleagues mm-hmm. can help you out with those things too so what happened was i decided i was going to focus on the review part of things and i was going to give away events just to get reviews. Mm. And that's not unique to me. I don't mean giveaway, but I mean whatever. Price law. Discount thing. Yeah. Right, right. Once we started doing that um, and, and actually gaining reviews, things started to snowball. And I found that the more reviews we had, the easier it was for me to, to close a deal. Mm. And that also, too, the more inquiries that we received. It's not magic. It just is what it is. Yeah. Everybody now is, it's a review world, yeah. isn't it? And Yelp and, uh, you know, God help us, let's not Yelp. Yeah, um, Google reviews. There are a ton reviews. of platforms, right? There are a ton of platforms. And I. so what I've decided for me personally is that investing in The Knot and Wedding Wire has been a really good thing for me. Hmm. Uh, and weddings are a big part of our business. Gotcha. We've got a significant number of reviews on, on both. And uh, we're... We've won the Knot Hall of Fame, hmm. which is which is a really a great thing for us. It just tells the you know anybody and even wedding pros that you're working with or just industry pros, they see that you've you have that and it means something. Hmm. The downside to that is some of these newer uh, sites that have booking sites, I might want to try, but. It, the problem is, I can't start from scratch right. <laughs> with my review right. situation. Right. Anyway, yeah. So, to that point, though, it's built into our workflow.
0: Hmm.
1: When we finish an event, there's a, an email that goes out that says, hey, thank you so much, and it's complimentary, and it's not a boilerplate. Some of it is, but I take time to write a really great – I can't believe the friggin' rainbow just came down right when the mm. ceremony ended. And yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Call it out. Right. Like this,
0: whatever was special about that event. Whatever – yeah. It's going to absolutely bring back the memory right? of that for those people. Yeah. Personalize totally, it. Totally,
1: for totally. For sure. Totally, yeah. And I don't ask for a review. I send out a letter – an email and i just say thank you so much you guys and if we got a nice tip or something i'll obviously mention that too whatever but inevitably and i stumbled on this by the way i didn't inevitably they will respond back with an email that is equally as complimentary Mm. as about the band right and and when they do that i'm able to say hey you know what here's a link if you could just cut and paste what you put in that email yeah. and pop it into yeah. this
0: review. Because at that point, they want to contribute to you, right? Well, well they do, but yeah. they also just wrote the review. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. There's you know, no extra work. You're <laughs> not asking for them to do anything. They've just done it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You've yeah. just done it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, it, it, And I would say, gosh, man, 80% of the time. That's how we're. And I used to send out email after email. Can you please do a review for yeah. us? And people just they grit their teeth and they just don't want to do it. Yeah. But in a way, you can convince them to write a review without even meaning to. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I
0: love that. That's devious. It's great. It's
1: yeah. it, we didn't mean to do it. No, but, but it, it's now it's become a thing though for sure. Right. It's like, hey, have you sat down and written your follow-up yeah. letter? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. The other thing you mentioned that I wanted to just circle back on, and then I think we've probably gotten people's brains full enough for today. Yeah, you look
1: like you're tired, by the way.
0: <sighs> I've had a day. We'll unpack it later. You? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, was about value-based pricing. You said you went through. You I can't quite put my finger on the words you used, but it was like you, you dealt with yourself about pricing. Well, sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're all so concerned
1: about pricing and where where we want to be, and I, I've got friends I have these conversations with uh, that are band leaders too. I was at a price point, and it was not; it was a low price relative to the market. Yeah. But I was so successful with it, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to change that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. I was afraid. I was worried that if I changed my pricing, that I'd start losing uh, opportunities. Um, but I had a buddy who convinced me. Hey, he said, "You know what? Raise your price ten percent. Just do it. Just do it, and stop thinking about it." And I did it, and it didn't affect anything. You know, yeah. it didn't affect a thing. Yeah. And, and so a year later. He's like, hey, it's about time to raise your prices again. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did it. Same thing. Didn't affect anything. I'll tell you this. That was five years ago, maybe. And I'm now double what I was at that price. Mm
0: -hmm. And has it affected So, No. Same sales. Same sales.
1: Let's put it this way. I don't know. I'm sure it has. In some respects, I've lost some of the lower end opportunities that I might have had. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but you know what?
0: My schedule's still full. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. In terms of your <laughs> in terms of your booking count, no impact, right? No impact. And My pro- average probably, sales through the roof. Yeah, and probably the gigs you're getting are better gigs. I, I would say they're relatively the same, but I was giving
1: it away. Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. That was what it was. And not anymore. Yeah. I, I'm still not. I look around and I see bands that are twice what I am. And, yeah. you know, that that's a different thing. Do you feel like you're delivering uh, twice the value? No, I I don't. I've made a point of going out and seeing Mm -hmm. some of these bands that have that kind of pricing. And inevitably, they're Production companies that have great relationships, yeah. and yeah. Th- they're the ones that are doing the gigs in the Bahamas and mm. places yeah. that, that I probably will never go. Right. Um, but that's okay. and They have 15 singers and
0: 12 guitar players. <laughs> right, and right, right,
1: right. what's the
0: Bahamas <laughs> of Idaho?
1: Cordellane? Maybe I don't know. Are you kidding? No, I don't think we have a Bahamas of Idaho. Yeah, well. Uh, And right now it's cold, right? right. So it's been over six, it hasn't been over 60 degrees for 152 days. Wow.
0: Wow. I shared with you in the Slack, my family has a cabin in Island Park, Idaho. um, Right. That was bought by my great grandfather. So it's been in the family a long time. And my parents and my little brother went up there. They live in Salt Lake City. They went up and shoveled the roof because it was 10 feet deep in snow (laughs) a couple of weeks ago. You know, yeah. Well, Uh, yeah.
1: In the valley here, we don't have that issue in Boise, in Ada County. It snows, but it doesn't, it, it's not like where what they have up in the mountains. Yeah. Not at all.
0: Yeah. It's just cold. It's just cold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Well, awesome. Listen, I really appreciate all of your unpacking your story and telling us about the, your progress and your process and what you've learned along the way. I think it's really inspiring. I think a lot of people are going to take it and feed it into their. Flows and their programs and their plans, and I just really appreciate unpacking it for us. Well, thank you.
1: As I'm telling my story, I realize I I don't know my story as well as I should. But <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I had to tell it before. <laughs> uh, you know, I have, but um, but it's definitely uh, not an elevator.
0: Yeah, uh, situation for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, John Pisano, Jukebox uh, Productions. Give us all your socials, all your contacts, everything, all the stuff you want to promote. Out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. If anyone's interested
1: in finding out more about what we do, it's JukeboxProductions.us, there you and go. all the links and everything else are on our website. Perfect.
0: Yeah, perfect. All right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate the story, and I appreciate the inspiration, and I appreciate you being a patron, and oh, uh, all you've contributed on the Slack, and super great.
1: I'm, I'm gonna happy. have to up my game here. Oh, you're doing f- to- <laughs> You're doing fine, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so with that, we will go ahead and call it. It is uh, CoverBrain Confidential for April 7th, 2023. See ya.
2: And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story and you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their patreon page for real send them some digital coins and when you do that you'll get access to the slack back channel which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band the wins the losses the behind the scenes goodness if you play at least once a month for money all i'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAN. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at vanband.com We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown, and southeast florida i play guitar and bag vocals at adam moskowitz music on ig also follow the cbc host on ig that's at adam patrick johnson and at dan ray musician or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods i'm gonna go ahead and call it for adam moskowitz in boca raton florida that was your outro bumper on cover band confidential always be performing <laughs>